And welcome to the super fun, awesome, happy time, Pearl Show podcast. My name is Gabor. <laughs> nice radio voice. I'm going to talk like that the whole time now. It's going to be a long podcast. Oh, yes. Hey, welcome along, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Yes, yes, this indeed. Is, uh, this is episode number, insert number here. Yes, hundred and something or other. I don't know. Uh, something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of yeah. the uh, most irregular uh, podcast uh, in the history of irregular podcasts. Mm, needs some fiber. Oh, yes. Metamucil. Massive <laughs> podcast Metamucil time. Uh, <laughs> yes. Th- 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 yeah. Thank you for tuning in, uh, all you people out there, uh, and hope everyone's well out there. Mm. What's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, we were just talking before we started recording. I've been trying to uh, work out how to do a video, um, but I'm having issues. <laughs> <laughs> like emotional issues? Yeah, um, well, uh, it's starting to be emotional issues, yes. Uh, now. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I'm trying to work out, and I wonder if people out there know how to do this. Um, I mean, uh, a lot of people think I'm very tech savvy because I have glasses, but I'm not really very tech savvy. I just need glasses. Um, <laughs> how how do you go about if you have – I'm working in Logic, right? How do you go about if you use a standalone app, right, like a, like something standalone, any kind of standalone music app, like something like Amplitube or any kind of plugins like that, like that are standalone, how, do you, how can you get the audio from that into logic so it records it as a separate track full track in logic but it's a standalone track i i was trying to work that out and i just can't work it out yeah um because because the way i've been doing it in the past just quickly the way i've been doing it in the past is i've been using headphone outs and recording on external devices like now for example i'm recording on the on, on the little zoom thing but um it's just a pain, and I'm just trying to work out how to go about it. How can you route a sta- the audio that comes out of a standalone app um, into Logic? So if yeah. anyone out there knows, let me know. Uh, Please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think there was a way to do it, route it through. You've got different hardware set up. I think you could route it through the UAD Apollo software, and then that comes in as an audio source. I'm just remembering. Yeah, I should look more into the audience thing as well because um, I've got my I've Thank got the two interfaces here, but this is this is for um, IK Multimedia. Yep. It is for Amplitude, yeah. um, um, yep. and I was trying to use the IK Multimedia interface, which is a s- very simple interface. Um, it's a small it's the small XIO solo. It's the smallest interface and. Um, it's simple. It's great for what it does, but it is. If you want to do this sort of stuff, it's maybe maybe I have to look into the audience if I can do it through that route it through that somehow because that's got way more routing yeah, options. Yeah, sure. Anyway, it's um something to work out this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been trying all morning, so yeah, so <laughs> that's Actually, something to do. Oh, later. we should we should we should say the thing of um should take a photo of what you're looking at while listening to this podcast. Well, and you, shoot it you, into us. You you tell people about it, Alex. Mm. Yeah, take a photo of what you're looking at. What is in your field of view while listening to the podcast? It could be um, on a train, on the toilet, on a oh, train toilet, toilet. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, it yeah. could be a photo of the back of the door. Sure, that's cool. We've got photos on in the back of our door. Does, yeah. does every toilet have a calendar in it? Yeah, it's by law. Yeah, yep. most. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a load-bearing calendar at our place. So that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to uh, shoot it into Facebook or Instagram or something. It's interesting to see where people are in the world. Yeah, listening to this kind of stuff. Yeah, or email and stuff. There's all the all all the stuff is below in wherever yeah, you're listening to this. That's fun. So um, yeah, you've got some IK multimedia stuff happening, hey, in your studio. Yeah, yeah. So, I, well, I was, I mean, I may as well talk about it. it it's, it's not like a secret yeah. thing. I was trying to do some tone capturing with the Tonex capture. And um, it the, the, the capture itself is not a difficult thing. The thing that seems difficult to me, and I, maybe I have to talk to some other YouTubers how they go about doing it, is how to record it, you know? Because, I mean, it's one thing as to do. As a demo. As yeah. a demo. It's one thing to 
to do a tone capture and capture the an amplifier and stuff like that. And I mean, I could have done that about five times today. My plan for the video was to do it as I'm doing it for the first time, right? Like see how easy or hard it is. Uh, hmm. But I got stuck in parts where no audio went um, into my audio recorder. So I've done I've done videos with standalone software before, and like I said, what I usually do is I instead of recording, I usually record in Logic, and I usually use if the if it's a sta- if the standalone software has a uh, like a plug-in version that you can use within Logic, I use it within Logic, and then within Logic you've got to do some clever routing as well actually for it to work. But I've worked all that out a while ago. Um, but I've done standalone ones before, and I just don't use Logic. I just my, my microphone, instead of it going into the interface, I have it running into the Zoom recorder, which is the same Zoom recorder I use now to record this podcast in. And then I usually use the headphone out of the interface into the Zoom recorder, and then you get, and then you then bring it back into Logic and you know edit and all that stuff. But when you do the tone capture thing, it turns the headphone out off for some reason on the interface because it just uses specific outputs to do specific tasks for the tone capture. So I think what it does is it turns off any other output related to your interface. Um, So nothing, you know, there can't be any other things happening. Um, That makes sense. And so does it, yeah, does it send send like, um, like a noise signal or a guitar signal through the guitar amp? I think it does both. So from from other demos, from other demos I've watched, because I haven't done, I haven't actually tried it yet. But from other demos I've watched, what it does is it does it sends um, that sort of frequency sweep signal, yeah, like all that woo woo woo, you know, all that that exactly like that. Um, Yeah, but you know, it does these frequency (laughs) sweeps. But then from Mm. other demos I've seen, it it seems like it also there's some just guitar playing going on. Like pre-recorded guitar playing. Yeah, I watched. Um, what's his? Is it Michael from Big Hairy Guitars? Oh yeah, Michael Nielsen. Yeah, yeah. Is it Nielsen? Yeah, I think Ma- it's Michael Nielsen. Oh, he's a weapon player. He's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did a, a shootout with capturing the um, sound of an amp. Yeah. With shootout with a Kemper and something else. Yeah, well, with the real amp and a Kemper, yeah. Yeah, I thought there was a third one. Anyway, yeah, it's um. Yeah, well, the real amp. He, he doesn't actually show. No, I thought there was like a third, like another modeler. Okay, maybe yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, he, I don't think he actually showed the process. He just said it took twenty minutes. Also, it does take a while, apparently. Yeah, and, well, um, maybe a, maybe a, but the, yeah, yeah, but the resolution sounded great, like pretty much exactly the same. The Kemper was a bit different. Um, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But yeah. it was different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to do, and and I actually so, just I just took it back, but I'm gonna get it back again um, next week. Uh, the um, quad cortex. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna try and do because you can capture stuff on there, and a lot of people say it's really good and it's better than the Kemper on the quad cortex. But then people commented on my tone X video that I did, the first tone X video, where I just look at the collections and all that stuff that you get when the software side of it. And a yeah. lot of people said they have the quad cortex and they did the same amps with Tonex and it sounds better. And I mean, I can also, the thing I can imagine is, I mean, Kemper is 10, 12 years old. It's getting on, hey? Um, yeah. So it's old, older technology. Quad cortex is a couple of years old now as well. So this yeah. is kind of la- the latest technology. So, uh, you know, I can imagine it maybe advancing. Things always advance. Mm. Um, yeah. And the stuff I've played, it's funny. There's such mixed reviews in the comment section of my, of the video that I released. Mm. Yeah. Some people say, oh, it sounds like crap. It's just nothing good about it. But, I mean, there's people that just say that about anything digital. Um, and then there's people that say it's – and I'm personally, I've got to say, from what I've played and compared to other AmpSim plugins, it – feels differently and it does this some sound better than others like with anything i guess it depends on how it was modeled but yeah. some of the stuff and even actually the the default sound which is a i think it's a jcm 800 when so when you first start up 
Tonex, the default sound that comes. I think it's called an Angus, Angry Angus or Dirty Angus or something like that. Sure. And it's a it's a Marshall. I think it's a JC eight hundred. And just the default yep. sound, it sounds and feels great. It's it and it's one of those things, you know. It's it's super gainy and thick and fat, and then mm. you turn the gain down and crank the volume, and it's this super fat Marshall clean. It does it all. It's it it's. I'm I'm impressed anyway with the whole Tonex thing, and I was yeah, trying cool. to capture stuff, and yeah, I'll see how I work it out. But yeah, if anyone knows how to send the output of the app or the the software the output of it into into logic because i mean there's other ways also you can record what's called the system sound you know of your computer screen capture type thing yeah but the system sound if you do system sound it it's a clean guitar so you don't hear the amp sim Ah, so it's what comes into your um it's on the input stage it's yep. before it goes to um, to the amp sim or, or the the app in 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 general. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to, to know that because it would make life so much easier. Less cables to plug in and set up. Um, you know, when you do standalone stuff, so you don't have to do the external thing and then take the SD card, load that onto Logic, and then do all the editing there. Yeah. Would be just yep. so much easier if you could just do it within Logic. <clears throat> Yeah, we'll and it's probably on that one. it's probably doable and probably easy. I have just have no mm. idea how to do it. Yep. Keep searching the forums. Yeah, I tried, and and there's about MIDI stuff, but not about this. So anyway, so um, Alex, hello. Um, I mean, there's more stuff that's new with me, but we'll get into that maybe later. That's just what I was doing today. Uh, what's new sure. with you? And uh, I can see something that's new with you, and Isn't I'm not talking about the cool? big, uh, big swastika t- tattoo on your forehead. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> don't be ridiculous. It's on my back. Sorry, yes, on the on yeah. the butt. <laughs> yeah, on my butt. <laughs> I uh, I have a new guitar. Can you hear that? Yes, just but yes. Hear, the wo- hear that wobbliness? Yes. That's a Bigsby. So I got a Gretsch finally, a proper Gretsch. Not, not, yeah, not, Chad not, Atkins. Not a, not a non-proper one. Yeah. <laughs> not one of them cardboard cutouts. Yes. Know. Yeah, it's a, um, a 6120, I believe, the Chad Atkins oops, uh, model. But it's a Chad Atkins Has- with the F-holes, not with the painted on F-holes. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a couple of different Chad Atkins models, and some yeah, have and a painted the, on the painted on F-holes. I think, I think the Tennessee Rose ones have painted ones as well. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I know. Yeah, I'm not fully up on the, all the models, but um, this one is all clear finish with binding and gold hardware, and you'll probably see it in a bunch of videos coming up. Mm-hmm. Japan, Japanese made, fully legit. It feels very nice. Um. Um, I think the strings are a bit old. I've only just got this and I haven't put any fresh strings on it. But um, frets are pretty good. They could probably do with a tiny touch up on the edges. Slightly ever so sharp. No, yeah. But um, yeah, it's, was it 2007? I believe this one was made. Cool. And, uh, yeah. I took it to a gig already and a uh, wedding band gig. Okay. And it's so different. I just felt like I was going in circles a bit with tones. I'm so used to single coils, B, you know, telly or strat or something. Yeah, it and, has um, a, it has a quite a different sound. Yeah. I mean, I, I from some of the videos I've edited where you used it um, that are, that are not out yet, but will be out soon. Um, yeah, it definitely has a different sound to it. It's like the mid range is totally shifted. Okay. It doesn't has this kind of. Like on a tell, you have kind of a bit of weight downstairs, like fatness, and then <laughs> a bit of Kardashian going on. Yeah, a little bit of <laughs> TNA, <laughs> and uh, and then a little bit of scoopness, and then the twang thing. But this is like the whole mid range is shifted up, so there's kind of all this throatiness, yeah. and it's not that bright. 
I've found. But could be the old strings too. I mean, True, yeah. new, newer strings will make it brighter. It's not like they're rusty. I think they're just old. And um, so yeah, that's the um, it's going to be a learning curve, especially with like gain stages and pedals and how it reacts to um, drive sounds. Well, it would and start. It's fully it would start feeding back very quickly. So because yeah, it's full of yeah, full of, yeah, yeah, totally it's fully hollow. hollow. Um, despite that, it's quite heavy from all the hardware on it. The Bigsby and stuff, and um, yeah, so the wedding gig wasn't that loud, but it, it fed back a bit, but kind of in a really cool way, really controlled. So that cool. was fun. Yeah. Nice. But I did notice I, I laid into it a few times, and once or twice the um, the E string popped off the bridge. Uh. I went boop, and then E went away. So I had to stop mid song and put the trim down and put it, put it back in the groove. You just shim the neck, mate. In the neck. Uh, <laughs> might need chainsaw for that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really, really fun because it feels and plays a lot like a like an arch top, like a you know, one seven five or something. Well, it is an arch top, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But yeah, it doesn't well, feel go. like an electric guitar. Yeah, it feels more like that than a three three five or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. I, so, I remember yeah. I played. Um, yeah. I still think it's one of the best guitars I've ever played. I played a, uh, it was a, it was a Chet Atkins, but it was a Chet Atkins yeah. with the painted on FLs, and it was the the thinner body. It was the more like a three three five style one. <clears throat> this is probably about that thickness, maybe ever so slightly thicker. It's it's a, I think it's a bit thicker. No, it was it was a, like the quite thin one, um, and um, uh, it was a, like a mahogany sort of color. Like a darker color, and so brown, yeah, sort of brown. Well, brown, yeah, uh, <laughs> with the painted on f holes, um, and it was a great guitar that was made in Japan as well. Uh, not cheap. Yeah, cool. That was at the music shop where I worked, and then someone was that old or new? Um, it was it was new uh, at the time, yeah. but this was fifteen years ago, something like that. But um, yeah, at the time it was a new guitar, but um, mm -hmm. it sold fairly quickly and. Yeah, because I couldn't afford it, and it had that Bigsby where um, it's like that that really long, skinny Bigsby that has that kind of U shape in it in one bit. You know what I mean? It's like a it's like a Bigsby, and then there's a it's it, instead of being that sort of flat because um, yeah. you know that's like a flat trem arm. It's bit no, oh, no, the, the actual trem arm, the actual physical ah. trem arm. Um, yeah right. The, the, your tram arm, it's one of the, the like like the normal big speeds, which is that sort of flat, flat steel, yeah. or yeah. aluminium or whatever to make it out of. Uh, that one was a like a round tram arm. Oh yes. And it was yep. round, and it, it had this sort of kind of U shape in the middle of it for some reason. Right. Yeah. So it kind of went. It was like a weird shaped one, um, and it was quite long. That's what I remember. It was a quite a long tram arm. Hmm. There you go. Uh, different to a normal Bixby. Um, I don't know if that has a specific name or, or not, but um, it was a great guitar, really nice guitar. And I think it had two different pickups. It had a different pickup in a bridge and a different pickup in a neck. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, right. So, is, this, what's the, is it Eddie Cochran one? Has a P90 in it? Or something? Yeah, I think so. But that's, again, that's one of the bigger body ones, the, the, the fatter body ones like yours. This was yeah. one of the ones that's like literally as, like a, as thin as a 335. Yeah, no, they're yeah, cool guitars. They're nice guitars. Yeah, I've always wanted one, and um, I yeah, you have been going on about it for a long dollars. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably just to shut me up too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, oh, the getting it was a bit of a debacle. I found it on eBay in Melbourne, which is the other side of the country. If you don't live here, and um, this older guy was selling it, and apparently he has. Um, uh, Tendon issues or something, can't play guitars that much as he used to. Uh -huh. So he's selling off some guitars. And I said, Yeah, that's fine. It'll, I said, It'll go to a good home and get used and loved. And that was all good. And then, um, so I, I organized a courier and that was all fine. And then, um, for some reason, the time I put into the courier booking online was out an hour. So he had to stick around for another half an hour to. Uh, maybe because it's um, daylight savings. They're it's no, a, not at the time. This is, oh, it wasn't at the time. Okay. I think I don't think it's still winter here. Um, 
No, they're still the same, but for whatever reason, maybe their website was still on daylight saving time. Um, yeah, and then he had this big whinge and then started bitching to me about, oh, you know, I could have saved all this money and eBay charged me $400 in fees and blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, that's what uh, happens when you want well, to sell something on eBay. You get they well, charge you fees. That was your your decision before I even yeah came along and found it. Oh well, people yeah, whinge. People like bit, to whinge. Yeah, had a good whinge about missing out on a morning's work, but that was his idea to do it that day on that morning. Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Bye, grumpy, grumpy old prick. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and got, if you're listening, uh, thanks for listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, got a nice guitar out of it, so that's fun. So, so speaking about new guitars, do, 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 do you know anyone else who bought a new guitar? <laughs> yeah, my mate, uh, Pete. Oh, Pete. What did Pete buy? Anyway. <laughs> no, just joking. Just joking. So, I bought a guitar too, actually, <laughs> um, which is here. Oh, is it like a radical new shape for you? Oh, totally radical. Um, wow. So I bought a guitar that sounds like this. Ah, it's out of tune. No, it's not out of tune. It's what in tune. What are you playing? <laughs> I don't know what he's hearing. It's, oh, yeah. it's definitely in tune. Um, Maybe it's so, just a bump, bump chord. So I, I bought a guitar, and there will be a video uh, coming up soon. I just need to do the thumbnail, actually. It's uploaded already and ready to go, but uh, I just need to do a thumbnail for it. Um, and the picture I took of myself looking stupid, uh, like I usually do, <laughs> for the thumbnail, I didn't I didn't like it because you couldn't read the writing on the headstock very well. So i got to do an, uh, another thumbnail. But so I bought a guitar. Let, let, let me, let me, would you like to hear the backstory, Alex? Uh, <laughs> yes or good? Again? Again, sure. <laughs> so, um, a little while ago, um, uh, I was contacted uh, about some pickups, new pickups being sent to me, whether I would like these pickups, which were was a set of humbuckers. And I said, sure, send them to me. And then, uh, after I said, sure, send them to me, I kind of looked around and I went, you know what? I don't really have that many guitars with two humbuckers in them. And not only do I not have that many guitars with two humbuckers in them, but um, most of the guitars I have with two humbuckers in them have pickups in them that were sent to us. <laughs> and the reason why I have that guitar is because yeah. <laughs> it's a guitar that was sent to us. Um, or, you know, I have my old Ibanez three three five star guitar and they're not they're, they're kind of more heavy kind of chugga chugga pickups that are coming plus i don't want to s change the pickups on my, my you know it's an early 80s ibanez nah. which is a nah. great guitar so uh yep. anyway long story short i didn't have a, a guitar that i felt comfortable with uh swapping pickups out of because you know some were given to us by, uh, by pickup manufacturers and you know i still want to use them and stuff like that anyway so I thought, let's look around for some guitars with two humbuckers in them. And uh, I made the foolish mistake of telling Alex about this. And what happens when you tell Alex about this sort of stuff is you get about <laughs> 85 to 86 messages a day <laughs> from Ooh, eBay, marketplace. Mar e eBay Marketplace, <laughs> mostly eBay Marketplace. Oh, I mean, uh, 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 Facebook Marketplace. Um, Face space. Face space. Market, uh, oh, where, market face. Oh, market face. Okay, market face. Yeah. Um, you get all these messages with every single guitar <laughs> with two humbuckers that's basically on there. And he goes, what about that one? What about that one? What about that one? <laughs> some of them are good. <laughs> some of them are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. There was just for some, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I went you know what? I kind of feel like I have a kind of a, a, a hankering, as they call it. Do they call it that? A hankering? I'm going to call it that, a hankering. For um, sure. a Jim Root Jazzmaster. And not the black one, the white one. Because I like, the I don't know, something about white guitars. I like white guitars. And especially kind of angry guitars that are white. It's sort of that, you know, opposite thing. So I started looking around and actually found one secondhand, um, not far from here. And I kind of was umming and eyeing and going, oh, should I get it? Shouldn't I get it? And I watched pretty much every YouTube video there was, every YouTube review video 
of the Jimmer Jazzmaster. And I liked it, but there were bits about it I didn't like. Um, I yeah. didn't like the positioning of the knob. I didn't like the three-way switch, the kind of blade three-way switch and the positioning of it. Um, I'm not a big fan of block inlays. I think to me, one of the big things that Jim Root missed out on on the white Jazzmaster, matching headstock. That's, yeah, sure. Because uh, it's that pale, it's a metal thing, I think. They don't like the tinted vintage looking maple. It's this really pale um, maple that a neck is. And it's fine for the back of the guitar, but I think it would have looked great with a matching white matching headstock anyway and, and black yeah, writing on true. it anyway there were a few things that kind of went yeah not a huge fan of that um so kept looking around and i was looking at um and i was actually and i'm still actually a bit tempted to get this is one of the squire <laughs> contemporary um jazz masters uh, there's a there's a pink one and actually the pink is kind of growing on me too um which at at the music shop where i teach at music at Nusa and and um it's the it's a roasted maple neck and it's it, it it's the neck feels really it's quite a chunky neck. I, I, it's a nice guitar. Sorry, anyway. sorry to interrupt. Is it yeah. like a shell pastel pink? No, it's like a metallicy pink. Oh, yeah, wow. It's a metallic metallic pink with so it's it's a contemporary series that they did. Uh, Squire yeah. did, and they, they do a Strat style. They do a Tele, and they do a Jazzmaster. Actually, they do a, a slightly different. Yeah, they're all of two humbuckers, and they're all their active yeah. humbuckers. Oh, so really? the, the SQR branded active humbuckers. Um, and this one, it has a Strat bridge on it, a black Strat bridge. I think there's one, there's a cheaper model, slightly cheaper model in the contemporary series that has the tunematic and a stop tail. And then there's this yep. one, which has a Strat bridge on it, but I wouldn't use it for that. I just use it as a fixed kind of Strat bridge. Um, but yeah, black pickup, black sort of SQR branded active pickups, roasted yeah, yeah. maple neck, which is quite, a, it's a nice neck. It's a nice neck. And a black um, headstock oh, yeah. with silver Hated, writing yeah, cool. on it, square on it. It looks cool. Like It's a cool looking guitar. And I played it just yeah, the yeah. other day. One of my students for, uh, didn't have a guitar. So I let him play my guitar and I grabbed the guitar off the wall and I grabbed that one and I went, oh, it's a nice neck. Anyway. I'm still kind of mm -hmm. semi-tempted to get that. Yeah. But I kept looking around and I I, I, I like Jazzmasters and I want to support the Jazzmaster shape uh, on my YouTube channel. So um, I, I wanted to go with something Jazzmaster-ish. One of us, one of us, one of us, one of us. <laughs> and <clears throat> what I did was... It's a cult, was, isn't it? Sorry, it is a, the Jazzmaster cult. It's a cult of personality. Hey, hey. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> don't say anything um so what i did was i looked kept looking around at what there was and and i think it's balaguer is that how you pronounce it there's another brand they make a cool looking one like that that's a bit of an angry kind of guitar anyway i looked around yeah. and um i i saw a photo um of uh a japanese made modern jazz master in white on um on Instagram somewhere, I was flicking through it and I saw it and I went, that's a cool looking guitar. So I, I started looking around for those and I found the white ones they did a couple of years ago and they are very sought after and the second-hand prices are quite high with those. Um, they're black ones that they made a couple of years ago, which there's still a few around, but I thought, oh, black guitar, I don't know. And then I found a couple of different oh, colored oh, really? ones. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I've actually been into black guitars lately. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's a metallic black. Maybe you should get one of those. It's a metallic black. Um, cool looking guitar. But it's, yeah, I wasn't, I, I wanted to go something not black. And I looked around and I found a few yeah. in different colors overseas. Yeah. So they made a blue one. They made a red one. They made it quite a nice sort of like a Pelham bluish, but metallic. It's quite a nice color. But they're all, they were all yeah. overseas and, you know, it cost three, four hundred dollars in shipping to get it here, which I didn't want to spend that much more money. Um, and then mm -hmm. I found uh, one shop in Australia that uh, on the Gold Coast too, which is not that far from here, that had one of them in a color called, um, what is it called? Something olive green. Um, and the pictures, I looked at it and it went, it just looks like khaki pants, you know, like sort of army color 
And I kind of yeah, went, oh, yeah. nah, that's no good. And anyway, and, and I kept sort of looking around and, and kind of dreaming. And I, and I looked at a couple of YouTube videos of those guitars. And I stumbled upon a video. Oh, Jasper Olive Green, that's what it's called. And I stumbled upon a YouTube video that someone did. Because there aren't that many YouTube videos about those modern jazz masters. Anyway, I stumbled across a YouTube video. And the guy was using a Jasper Olive Green Metallic one in the video that's the one he had and sure. the thing is once you see it in real life and you want to see light reflecting of it the color is quite different to the pictures it's not this sort of drab olive kind of army color it's it's quite a nice kind of color so i did a lot of arming and eyeing and i ended up buying it and that's the guitar i have here <laughs> which you haven't even yeah, seen in cool. real life yet um, no, it's just the other day arrived here. Eh? It just yeah, it just arrived the other day and um, did a sort of unboxing video with it and did my little whinging of how it was set up really badly because it was set up really badly. Um, yeah. But since I've uh, shimmed the neck, as you always have to do with jazz masters, I put heavier strings on it. I straightened the neck with a truss rod. Um, I did some work on the nuts. Not nuts, the single nut, not on the nuts, the nut, single nut. Uh, that was a Freudian there. And um, <laughs> put heavier strings nuts. on it too because I'm pretty sure it came shipped with nines, which were just horrible. Does anyone – okay, question for all you people out there. Does anyone actually use nines? Do you know anyone Billy who Gib plays nines? Billy Gibbons uses eights, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's an idiot. He's got – you know, he, he needs to <laughs> shave his beard. But um, uh, does anyone in the real world actually use nines? Uh, let me know in the comments if you do uh, or like email me or text us or, or on Instagram or something like that because I don't know anyone who uses nines and no and one why why and why because I mean they just it's just you do you know you, you bend the high E string up and it it f goes over the edge of the fretboard on the top and back round again <laughs> back round again that's like to me yeah. I don't know it's just like rubber bands it's just I never like nines yeah. um but you come from playing a lot of acoustic guitar gigs yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, so that's why so I've, that, I've got 11s on, on this. So 11 or 52s yeah. on it at the moment. Um, actually, that's another thing. I put um, Diodario NYXLs on it because so many people rave about them. I don't like them. <laughs> I'm going to put different strings on okay. them soon. I don't know. Not my thing. Um, sure. Maybe just because okay. I'm used to different strings. But but yes, yeah, these are 11, things. 11 to 52s, so a slightly heavier bottom. To I usually use 11 49s, but... Um, Slightly heavier bottoms, but um, I don't know. They're just they're very noisy too. Like when you move with it plugged oh, yeah. in, it has a lots of string noise. Yeah. Um, Actually, um, speaking of colors of guitars, I did look in a um, local music shop, uh, Malulubai Music here on the coast, and they had some Gretches in. Oh yeah. And I was looking at seriously looking at one of the I think it's called Player Series. Okay. Which is like a pretty much a sixty one twenty, but. Uh, still high end made in Japan thing. Yeah. Oh, some of the door. Dog's um, team. Yeah, and um but the uh I think there's someone here. Oh it's yeah, it's all right. Sorted. And um anyway, back to back to the show. Yeah. Um yeah, they're kind of this the modern um high end decent guitars from Japan, but they have some more like modern takes on the bridge and how the strings are routed and just some like more yeah. practical hardware choices. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, that sounds great because, you know, I want to actually play it in the real world and do guitar stuff. Yeah. But all the colors are pretty crap. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> the color choices was either brown or there was one kind of metallic-y blue Color? I think it's like same sort of like slight glittery thing as your guitar. Yeah, well, it reminds me a lot of Gretsch, this color. This is like a Gretsch sort yeah. of color. Well, it's the same kind of, maybe it's the same paint supplier because they're all. Dude, it's all Fender, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was like this kind of mid colored blue. That was kind of cool, but it wasn't really like a like a sparkle jet thing. It wasn't like a full sparkle, just slightly metallic. And it was okay, but I didn't love it. And. Um, Went through the Gretsch website because the guys were like, "Yeah, we can order in stuff," and you know they had a few on the on the rack. But um, yeah, just the color current color choices were just a bit naff. Okay, yeah. So well, we it, why it, end up with the second hand one? Yeah, yeah. 
It, I mean, they always go through phases and stuff. And Yeah, um, sure. I mean, again, I would have probably, I mean, I, I would have, if I had the choice, I would have picked up a different color, but there were no other colors available in Australia. Um, it's pretty cool, though. It is a cool color and matching headstock as well. And it's, it is, it, it's, it's a metallic color. It's not super sparkle, but it's a metallic color. And it does, in real mm. life, look much better than it does on the, on the photos. Um, um, yeah, so I, I I bought that uh, yeah. with uh, really with the plan of sticking these um, other pickups in it, which are kind of chugga chugga sort of pickups. But now I'm kind of going. I really quite like the pickups in it. I don't know if I want. Well, that to was do my that. question. Yeah, are you going to swap <laughs> them out? <laughs> but I mean, it's not that difficult to swap pickups out and then swap them back if you don't yeah, want like the other ones. So, um, um, yeah. But uh, uh, so it's it's this guitar. Um, when it first came, and uh, I don't know, depending on when this, the video comes out in relation to this podcast, but I had a bit of a whinge on in the video because um, uh, it was set up horribly, and it's not a cheap guitar. It's not an exp- not like uh, it's not a super expensive guitar, but it's not a cheap guitar, um, yeah. and it, it was just set up horribly. And you always wonder, and I mean, I I, I do, and I did mention it. I, I do know what it's like when you work in a music shop and you have 120 guitars on the wall and you try to keep on top of keeping them set up right plus then on top of it you have your boss often wanting you to do other things and they kind of get annoyed with you for spending too much time setting stuff up and changing strings and i mean it, you could basically i mean especially and it looked like that was a bigger i think was it called riffs and licks i think the shop was called on the gold coast and it looked like it was quite a big shop, right? So there was quite a lot of stuff there. And I mean, you could pretty much hire a team of people to just full-time go through setting yeah. up guitars and changing strings. And then when they get to the end of all the guitars, they start again because people pick them up, play them, have grit, you know, grotty fingers and get crap all over them. And just from the humidity in Australia, necks warp and strings go off. And so it's sort of a never-ending job. So I do totally understand it. But at the same time, I think if someone, you know, if you send a, a guitar that's almost $3,000 Australian dollars to someone, you know, put some new strings on it. Spend 15 minutes. And spend, I mean, because literally <laughs> yeah. in the, during the video, all I did was I screwed down, I screwed the, the, the tunematic, because it's got a tunematic bridge, and I kind of screwed it in a bit so it goes down a little bit, and it made it better. I mean, it was still 11-gauge strings, and... The thing is that once you do that, because it's a it's a so it's a stop tail guitar, so it's got a Gibson style stop tail and a tunematic bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, once it, the tunematic bridge goes down, because especially with this one, it's recessed. It goes it can go into the inside the body, so it goes in the body yeah, basically. Cool. But then yep. the break angle is almost gone. So then you dig in a little bit, and even with a tunematic bridge, the the strings pop off the bridge, which is why I shimmed yep. the neck so it could go up a bit and have a bigger break angle. But the posts of the stop tail weren't screwed in all the way, so it was sitting up off the body a bit. Um, I mean, it's little things like that. You know, spend the ten minutes, fifteen yeah. minutes, and set it up a bit. You know, when you send it to someone, you know, who's buying a, a three thousand dollar guitar um, or a bit under three thousand dollar guitar. And um, anyway, but once I set well, it isn't, up, isn't that the thing? In um, I haven't done it because I haven't bought one but i think um is it sweetwater in the states have a yeah like full service Thir- set up 30 for, point service or something like that or check up before they send something out according to their website yeah but at least even if it just goes some go goes yep five minutes tweak 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 yeah um tune check the neck um and i mean and, and i mean i did i did mention a little story and we'll get into uh, I'll, I'll talk about that maybe later of of us uh, in the video i talked about of when we did videos for um local music shop again and um had a bunch of yeah. acoustic guitars and played these Sheeran guitars that you literally could you could barely even play a G chord on it because yeah. the neck was so warped and the action was so high that you pushed you know the notes you push down you're bending them and over fretting <laughs> yeah. you know because it's and, and, and so horribly yeah. set up and they were not cheap guitars either yeah um, and they probably came out of the, the factory fine, but if they're sitting in a warehouse and then a truck... Oh, and being and shipped to Australia and stuff, I can totally get that. Totally. But then yeah. at the same time, you know, if, if you're Joe Blow and you 
really keen on this Sheeran guitar because you're a big fan of Ed Sheeran and you go into the music shop and you try yeah. it out. Why would you buy that? Like, wh- like yeah. I wouldn't buy that guitar. Why would you buy it? You know, because it's, it exactly. plays like an yeah. absolute dog. The strings are dead and old and crap. And I mean, anyway, with this, I, once I set it up and I put heavier strings on it and I filed the nut back a bit for the heavier strings, I, you know, the neck was a bit, um, had, you know, quite a bit of relief in it. Once I did all that, it plays like a, it's great now. Um, I, yeah, I, cool. I, I took it to um, when I was teaching the other day and one of the guys that works at Music at Noosa, Max, I don't know if you know Max, he's a bit of a shredder dude. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, he picked it up because, man, that action is that's lo- that's seriously low action and it plays great. Because so, uh, it's, so it's a compound radius fretboard. So the fretboard goes yep. from a nine and a half to a 14 inch. But then also the back of the neck, the neck shape is compound. So it goes from a more rounder C to a bit more of a flatter, wider D. So the, the top, yeah, cool. the, sort of from about, I don't know, the ninth, seventh to ninth fret upwards, it's very shreddy. And from the seventh, ninth fret down, it's more like vintage That's um, cool. But it, yeah, it plays yeah. beautifully now. It's set up really well. It plays really, really well. Um, it stays in tune really, really well. I, I haven't tuned it really. You said it was out of tune, but it sounds in tune to me. I haven't tuned it no, since I've set it up. And um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Super simple, just to- uh, volume and tone, three-way switch, no coil tap or anything like that. Um, yep. Just a super basic, but yeah, really cool guitar. And I'm, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm liking it a lot. Very cool. So that's my new guitar. Rock on. So we've both got new guitars. New guitars. Um, what else is new? Um, uh, probably something. Yeah, I'm just sorry, I just got a text message. Um, what else is new? So yeah, there's new stuff coming. Um, there's, uh, mm. I mean, check our Instagram reel. I usually do when new stuff arrives. That's not, um, you know, something yet to be released. I do a reel of, you know, what it looks like, and so check out those. Um, uh, Lawrence Petros sent us two pedals to. Uh, yeah. 74 Deluxe and the 55. Is it 55? I think it's 55. Um, um, Can we talk about the uh, <clears throat> the big one we did, the vintage big one? Oh, of course we could talk no, about that. That's the, the, the yeah. chorus ensemble. Yeah. Yeah, so we did a video. So, and again, that may not yeah. be out yet by the time you're watching this, but it may. I'm not sure when I'm getting the time to do this podcast and and it's technically up already um uploaded already i even have a thumbnail for it already i just gotta release it so maybe it's been gonna be released i don't know we'll see um but yeah we did a video of the ce1 the chorus ensemble Mm, what what were your thoughts alex it's cool (laughs) i think i was even chatting to a mate uh jack that afternoon okay he said um I think I need a CE one. Um, well, he's he's but, the kind of fool who probably would spend the money and buy one of them. But I just didn't give him any context. I said, just send him that. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, cool. Why's that? I said, oh, we've just been playing one. <laughs> and um, there is kind of something about it, isn't there? Hmm. Especially in um, stereo, stereo. In stereo, yeah. In glorious, stereo. glorious stereo. Well, I think yeah. I mentioned it in the video. It's one of those things where... I think you really, unless you play one and you experience it in the room, you don't get it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's a bit of like a, I don't know, like pilgrimage or something. Yeah, <laughs> pilgrimage. That's the wrong word. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like um, yeah, it's like the the <laughs> the um, the dimension pedal that we did. You know, the Boss Dimension pedal. I never got that, you know. I watched videos on them and, and the actual old rack mount, you know, the the dimension yeah. um, rack mounts, and I never got it because it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's a chorus, so what? But then you plug it in and you're in the room and you you actually hear mm. the the surroundness of the sound, and you go, ah, okay, I do get it. Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, do understand I think so- it. I think someone's building clones of the actual rack mount. They look the same. Behringer. 
Um, was or, it Behringer? Or, well, or Clark, Clark, Te- Clark Technic, which is Behringer. Clark Technic, yeah. Um, I think so it was Clark Technic, yeah. It's part of Music Tribe. Is it Music Tribe? I think that's what the, the company is called, Music M- Tribe. Music know, dudes. So it's, uh, it's Behringer, yeah. and it's cheap too. Um, it would be interesting to get one and see what it's if it if it compares to the the pedal Nothing even. Nothing compares to you. Yeah. Um, so um, but it's interesting having that always on preamp thing in it, hey? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it can flick the ga- the gain input stage and get some poke and it kind of ha- yeah it had a cool sound that boost and, stage. And to me, that's it. it really is. I, I get it again now. The whole because um, it's that's a it's a John Frusciante thing. The the um, <coughs> chorus ensemble. I think that's always last in his chain, and he splits the the signal into his amps that way. That's sort of his his right. splitter. Um, yeah. Um, even though he uses three amps, so I don't know. There must be another splitter somewhere. Well, I don't know how that works, but anyway. Um, or maybe mm-hmm. it's a wet dry wet kind of thing, where maybe two amps get that and one gets something else. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how it works. But, and I think I mentioned that again, because we did a little while ago, we did a video of just a preamp pedal. So you can get, uh, companies are making just a, this chorus ensemble preamp in a pedal. And we did a video of past effects, actually past effects, very past effects sent us the chorus ensemble to to do videos with. So uh, thank you to, to Verly for sending it to us. Um, uh, 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 I really think it's 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 the thing that you need when you play a strat because it's a it it's a f- emphatina um, thing. <laughs> oh, what sorry? <laughs> emphatina. It embiggens and emphatins the um, yeah. the sound. So it, it makes it's a perfectly cromulent word. It makes the weak, thin um, awesomeness. Well, what's the opposite of awesomeness? The weak, thin, lifeless, um, you know, <laughs> pathetic sound of a strat. <laughs> Sigh. And makes it bigger. I really think it's why the... Um, yeah. Because, I mean, the, the thing, and, and you mentioned it even, that with Chili Peppers, the drums and the bass are more sort of in the mids somewhere. <laughs> yeah, totally. So to fill up They're the sound, you need the guitar. Sure, yeah. And the guitar, I think the reason why he can get away with using a Strat and get that big of a sound is because of that. I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah, man. That's um, so, like I do a lot of live sound for work and half the half the time if I pull a really good mix, it's because the band has their sound sorted out. There's yeah. no like clashing. And I talked to someone about this recently. Often younger bands or inexperienced bands have – um, say like you got a rock band or something, they might have all this upper mid-range content, like someone's singing high, they've got a high-tuned snare drum, you know, really bright jangly guitars, and it's all this clashing up in the mid, upper mid-range that you just can't get any definition out of vocals in the mix. Yeah. And um, it's just butting heads. Yeah. So often if I pull a good mix, I just turn the faders up because the band ha- has their stuff sorted out. Yeah. It's a um, great example, yeah, for Chili Peppers. Nothing's kind of clashing. Yeah. Like and I think that's... The drums are kind of scooped, the bass is midi, and guitars are wide, so yeah. Yeah, so I think that's that's the secret. So if you want to play mm. a Strat and it uh, and make it work, you need one of them. Um, Wasn't that the Gil- Gilmore thing with the EP booster sound? Yeah, well, all the, and, and I mean, a lot of those guys, um, you know, going through the preamps of... Um, of yeah, like echoplexes and stuff like that, and and mm. you know having those preamps in it that make the sound bigger and thicker and fatter because yep. they have preamps yep. that you can't turn off. So yeah, I thought it was mm. great. I really liked it. It was a, uh, and I'm not a chorus guy. I'm, I've never been a chorus guy, and I'm still not a chorus yeah. guy. But um, it's it's a great sound. Yeah. The C one, and I mean, we did a video of the the past effects version of it. So, what were you? What were your thoughts com- in, in comparison between the two of them? The past effects version and the actual C one. It was almost like Boss had done a reissue. Like it was more hi-fi, more yeah. pristine. Yeah. Maybe that's you know when Boss do that. Like, it was a um, yeah was that a sort stuff. of thing. But it's also a boss thing, like that Japanese thing of ultra pristine, yeah. like perfectity and nth degree. And it was almost 
the quirkiness and the slightly, maybe it's just old components too, the low fineness and uh, you don't want to say warmth because it's probably just less top end in the old units. Yeah. There's something very lovable about it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it was nth degrees off difference, eh? Like this, shoot him out, it's this, oh, listening to the, we didn't shoot out, did we? No, we no, no, because we've got to, it's, it's got to be back to front. difficult with doing two pedals and stereo, so we're going to have to, yeah, yeah. Sort, yeah sort all that stuff <laughs> we'll out. Look how this Because neither of, neither of them have stereo ins, so that's why it gets difficult. If you, if you, mm. you know, if you use like newer pedals that have stereo ins and stereo outs, you can run one into the other. Switch them on and off, But yeah. like this, you need, technically need four amps <laughs> yeah. to make it work, which is a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, again, it's it's one of those things where where um, people wouldn't think about that sort of stuff unless you are trying to make videos of it or trying to do you know mm. record it. Yeah, because and it's the same with uh, you know with uh, the Tonex thing capturing the sound. You know, if you're just capturing the sound, it's great. But if you want to make a video of it and capture it all at good quality audio. Capture the capture. Capture the capture. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. you've got to start thinking how do how do you do that? And I mean, it took me it took me such a long time to work out when I use plugins um, in within Logic. Right, I do a video of plugins. How do I do it that the the sound of the plugin when I'm changing the the sounds? How does it record that? And then I went, do I have to automate it? Do, so, Everything is automated because the thing is, you know, you you play something, you press record, you play something, you change the sound of the plugin, then you play the recording back, and it changed it to whatever it, the last whatever at the end, whatever it's changed to. That's what the sound right throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So it took me forever to work out. So what the way I do it now is I have one track where the guitar goes in with the plugin, and then I'm sending that through a a, a bus out to another track and the other track just records the audio so i'm recording the audio on a second track it took me a while to work that out how to do it but now i've got it sorted mm. yeah cool um but it took me a while to work that out it's not it's not easy and you wouldn't usually think about this stuff unless you were doing videos because otherwise you wouldn't need to do that there was no need for it yeah. um but now yeah so that's how i record that's how i record when i do any kind of amplitude or any kind of stuff like that you have a track where the guitar goes in and then that's got the plugin on it, and then it, you, you send a, a, a send it to a bus, and that bus technically is the other track, mm. and it records it on yep. there, and it just records the audio on it. Um, hey, I just thought of something I was going to tell you. Yeah, you, you, you'll love this because it's all Line Six stuff. Okay. I mixed a metal show the other day. Yeah, some metal bands. Yeah, and it was like a um, it was a tribute to old metal stuff, and so they. Oh, actually, the first the first band was a um. What were they? M Motley Crue band or something? <laughs> like a, like a tri tribute? You know, oh, was that? A, like, was it? Oh, I think. I think was that a Caloundra? No, I was in Brisbane. I was in Brisbane because someone yeah. went. I think a friend of mine went to watch it. Um, Tony, because uh, he po posted pictures of it. I, th uh, pretty, maybe I saw that. There. No, it was a different one. I saw was that. it a different yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then the actual show was like this. It was almost the same band, but different singer, and they did a couple of sets. And the first set was ACDC. Okay. And um, and the second set was like a mashup of Dio and something else. I can't huh. remember now. Okay. This is a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but the guitar players just used Line Six. One had a Helix, one had a HX Stomp. Oh yeah. And both went direct, but they bought their own little. Yamaha powered PA speakers as like a monitor on stage. Yeah. Which is like a little 10 inch speaker. Yeah. Which is fine. But they turned the speakers up to the, as loud as they'd go and they were, they were louder than guitar amps. <laughs> so they were insanely loud. One, one, one dude tried, like, started checking his guitar and scared me. Like, <laughs> gave me a massive fright and just jumped. And um, so, but the sounds were good. They're obviously, they're really good players. And they've obviously spent the time setting up the, the sounds and stuff, so that was all good. Yeah. But the um, the cool thing was the drummer, whose name is Simon, I want to say. Okay. I have to look it up again. Anyway, um, 
uh, yeah, sort of middle-aged dude, hit really hard, like super hard, like the loudest drummer in the world kind of dude. Okay. Anyway, middle of the show, this the singer's like, give it up for, I think his name's Simon, on drums. I have to look it up again. And, um, and it turns out he actually played with Dio for a while. Oh, wow, okay. And uh, yeah, and I looked up. Like a day or two later of the gig, I'm like, I wonder if that's true and looked it up. And yeah, he did. But he also played in ACDC for five years in the 80s. Oh, wow. Well, well played there you three go. Albums. Yeah. So That's pretty cool. That's fun. Yeah. And uh, now he's playing in tribute bands. Yeah, I, I, I saw <laughs> years ago, years ago, I saw a tribute band that did um, ACDC, Guns N' Roses and Led Zeppelin. And yeah, the band cool. were the same. They just did costume changes. And it was just yep. different singers that came on. Yeah, same concept. Yep. Yeah. So th- they toured like, I think there was like six of them and they swap out singers and yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a guitarist. But the, um, yeah, the last stuff with that full, like, um, it's almost like slightly theatrical metal stuff. <laughs> the guy was, the dude was a weapon singer. He wasn't there for sound check, so he just showed up. Lucky I had the wedge loud enough for him. As, as singers do, yeah. They just, yeah. Uh, hand me the microphone, please, and now I'm going to sing. Exactly. Was, he was a, they got him out from the States. He flew in from LA the day before or something. Oh, wow, okay. And that and that full, like, super high falsetto vibrato and, like, really controlled. Yeah. <clears throat> like, that full theatrical metal thing. Fish. Yeah. End up being a rockin', rockin' show. I can imagine. I can imagine. And there's probably 400 metalheads in there with... All it is ponytails and denim vests with, uh, you know, arms ripped off and patches and stuff. <laughs> Jack Daniels t shirt. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> and this full dive pub, pub, pub in the burbs. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the middle of it all mixing. And um, I'm like, I better get this right because, you know, don't riot. And um, there's one point where I have this, I've got this new water bottle I take to gigs now and it's fairly big. And it's just got Homer Simpson's face on it. <laughs> so I go to the bar to, at one point to get it filled up with water and there's all these dudes buying bourbon and beers and stuff. In and there's the black outfits. nerdy guy with like, the Homer Simpson bottle. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went, can you fill up this up with water, please? And the, <laughs> the barman looks at me, he's like, Beer. That's, actually, that's it. He goes, that's actually pretty cool. Where'd you get it? <laughs> So yeah, no, so in, in Australia, it's like in The Simpsons. It's uh, can I have a coffee, beer, yeah, coffee, beer, beer, <laughs> and the prime minister's yeah. always just uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somewhere in a pool nearby. <laughs> Harold Holting. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that was a it was a loud gig, it was so loud. I used I can all imagine. of the JBL system. I can imagine. Um, yeah. So we should quickly because we. Uh, just about an hour. We should quickly sure. mention there's a couple of things coming that could be kind of interesting. Is that uh, lunch? Lunch is coming, that's for sure. But um, so we've got, uh, um, I think it's pronounced Vailton. Vailton? V A L E T O N. Vailton? 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 I don't know. Um, they're sending us one of the GP200 LTs. Now, interesting. Um, so I did uh, 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 recently, not long, like a few days ago, I released um, my first impressions video of the Quad Cortex that was lent to us by, by Christian. Thank you so much, Christian, who's lending it to mm. us again because he's going away next week again. Um, and I said I'd love to try it out again and do some, uh, maybe check out the capturing side of it and compare it to the Tonix. And he said, yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah. I'm actually away for another couple of weeks, take it and do it. So I'm going to do it uh, once I work out how to do it. Um, cool. Yeah, anyway, so on that video in the comments, there's a, a, a guy who regularly comments who I think used to review stuff in mag- for magazines, maybe still does. His name is Paul Leonard Ewing. He comments in on most of our videos and he speaks very highly of guys like Lawrence Petros and Lawrence knows him Um Anyway, he in the in the comments of the Quad Cortex, he said you should really check out this Valtone, 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 whatever how it's pronounced. G, yeah. G uh, I think it's GP two hundred. Is that what it's called? The GP two hundred LT. Because yeah. he said he just tried it out and um, it's as good as any amp modeling he's ever heard. Uh, 
and uh, but for fraction of the price, the, the effects on it are okay, not great, but the M modeling side is fantastic. So what? Sure. Okie dokie. Yeah, cool. I'll I'll email Valton 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 whatever they're called. I don't know <laughs> what they're called. <laughs> um, uh, I yeah. emailed them and I said, uh, you know, I've heard good things about your your um, GP two hundred. Would you be interested in in sending us one? And they replied uh, amazingly, literally instantly. <laughs> it was, yeah. you know, instant reply. And I said, "Sure, we we know of your channel. We we've watched uh, videos. We really like your um when we did the Empero, the Hot Tone Empero video. They said they really like that, and they know of a channel. Sure, love to send you one. So they're sending us one. Uh, so I'd be interested to see what that's going to sound like. Um, and literally same day. Um, got an email from Donna. Uh, now, not a lady called Donna, but Donner. Donner. Um, Don uh, who we've done work with before. And mm. um, they said, would you like to have our Arena 2000 um, multi-guitar effects unit for some videos? And I checked it out. It looks very much like the Ampera, actually. looks very similar, which was really good. We both liked the Ampera, really. It was yeah. quite good, the, the hot tone. Um, so we're getting that, too. So um, two sort of more budget-side multi-effects units uh, mm. coming our way. So if there's anything in, in uh, specific you want us to do with it, anything in particular, I was going to say particular or specific, and Pacific came out. Uh, <laughs> anything in the Pacific you want us to do with it so anything yeah. uh, particular specifically you want us to do with any of those let us know and we'll do our best There'll be, I'll do like an unboxing first impressions video when they first come because with that kind of stuff I always find it interesting without looking at manuals and stuff like that how easy is it how intuitive are they to use and like what I did with the Quad Cortex you haven't even tried the Quad Cortex yet um, no we haven't seen each other for a while we haven't seen each other for a while and um I took it back because he messaged he messaged me saying he's back in the country. Uh, do you mind if I grab it again? And I said sure. I'll, I'll you know you know it's no problem. So I took it back and then I got a message just before bef we started doing this saying oh, mm. actually I just remembered I'm going to be away again next week for two weeks. Um, <laughs> you know yeah, you can good. if you want you can have it back because um, yeah I told That's him about the capturing stuff. Very nice he seems him. like a really nice dude. Um, I think he's yeah. a surgeon. And he travels around like doing surg surgery stuff. Um, yeah, just cutting people open. Cutting he people. says as a surgeon. <laughs> Claims as a surgeon. Just cuts it's, off yeah. bits of cuts, people. Cuts, cuts people. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but thank you, Christian, if you're listening to this. Thank yeah, you so much for letting cool. us. Um, um, yeah, uh, so I'm going to try, if I work out how to do all this stuff, I'm going to try and do a comparison. And our friend AJ has a Kemper, so maybe we should try and do a... Yeah, Kemper mm. floor unit. Uh, maybe yep. we should do a, a, a three-way <laughs> <coughs> comparison <laughs> Not um, between the Tonex capture, the the amp capturing on the quad cortex, and the Kemper. Would be interesting Sick. to the same amp. And the thing with us, especially here as well, is because we have we use amp sims. We use the the, the two note stuff. Yeah. So it should be if the amp is set the same way, and we use we're not using a mic, we're using the two note stuff, uh, and capturing it like that, it should be exactly the same for each. There should be no variables in any way, shape, or form between be. doing it with the Tonex capture, the the um, Cortex, and the Kemper. So there shouldn't be any variables. So it should be exactly the same. It'd be interesting to hear how different the three sound then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's something maybe we should do in the future. Let's do that. Uh, let's let's. And now we've gone over well, an hour already, so we may. We as well. could uh, profile this bad boy. That we need or the to PV. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. If yeah. We can profile that. I'm so sure, no one's it? done it before. PV century. Well, that's why I wanted to do the amp that I'm. I'm not. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Century. Yeah. The DOD amp I was gonna tone capture for yeah. the video because I thought no one else is gonna do that. Um, you know, there's tons mm. of, you go through the, the, especially the online thing in Amplitude, in Tonex, you know, where people upload their um, uh, uh, captures 
And it's full of Mezzabuggies and Engels and Bogners and this and, you know, all the, mm. you know, heavy chugga chugga stuff. And, I mean, we could do something like that too, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to do something different like using the, doing the, the DoD amp. Um, I was going to do a clean and a dirty channel and yep. um, the PV Century maybe as well, uh, which sounded really cool. We did actually film a video with it, but we have to re-film it. So um, yeah. there'll so be another video coming with that's it. That's coming. It's does sound pretty cool, doesn't it? It is a cool sounding amp, yeah. Solid state. Yeah. Because it's made in USA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So is the DoD amp. That's still from the days when it was made in USA. Oh, yeah. Is it really? Yeah. So it's not Chinese made. It's actually made in America. So, um, cool. On that note, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for sticking around. Um, I think it's word lunchtime. For the day, lunchtime. Word for the day, let's say solid state. There you go. Solid state. So yeah. solid state. If you listen to it all the way to now, uh, just send us a comment or, you know, on Instagram or Facebook, any of our posts, just write solid yep. state in a comment section and you'll get some emoji cookies. Mm. And whoever's first gets two cookies. So if you want the two cookies, oh. you got to be the first person to do that. You um, get diabetes. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> emoji diabetes. Emoji diabetes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so on that note, thank you so much. Uh, sorry again, as always, about the irregularity of this podcast and thank you for listening mm. still to it. Um, and yeah, and thanks, Alex. Thanks, you, Thank you, people. Thanks for hanging. Um, yeah, see you soon. Yep. Listen to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye now.